Hello and greetings, everyone. I'm Dr. Marianne Mercer. Welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. I am your podcast host and self-improvement expert, Dr. Mary Ann Mercer. You can call me Dr. Mary. I'm an author, speaker, psychologist by training, and the co-creator of a patented method called intensive coaching. I have worked successfully with hundreds of people over the years, and I have a proven track record in helping others and overcoming my obstacles and setbacks in my life. So I've achieved many things in my own life, despite many obstacles. And I share with you via my story and examples, as well as examples from working with others. So welcome to episode 31, Rebuilding Relationships in Your Life. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. The goal of this podcast is to help you make improvements and changes in practical and importantly empowering ways. So let's create your best life ever. A shout out to those who might be new to my podcast and just discovered me. A warm welcome. I'm glad you're here today. And please, just as a reminder, don't forget to follow and download this podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. And also then, you will be able to retrieve past episodes that will definitely be a benefit for you. And thank you for those who are supportive and loyal in following me. And everyone, please don't keep me a secret and share this podcast with friends and family that you know may benefit from these episodes. So today, today we will talk about rebuilding relationships in your life. In my work with my clients over the years, I see time and time again that when they're making improvements or changes in their life, they observe something starts to go on with some other relationships. We observe that relationships also become effective by their changes or improvements in their life. Sometimes that's a good thing that happens. Another time it's a sad but true occurrence. So remember last time, if you haven't heard episode uh, 30 about emotional vampires and people who drain you, give it a listen to. Have you ever felt drained after being in a friend's or relative's presence? In my last episode, we learned about ways people can be drainers and toxic in your life. And especially when you're trying to make your best life ever and improvements in your life. And we talked about why it's important to take a need of an inventory of your relationships right now in your process of change and when it's really time and that you need to let go of toxic and draining relationship and then we talked about ways to disconnect from people so that sounds like a lot but it was very practical steps and I really appreciate the feedback and the excitement I got from our listeners so and from my listeners so thank you. Today, we're going to follow up with this topic about when you're making improvements and changes in your life, how your own energy shifts. And when your own energy and attitude shifts, those around you, they're close to you, can feel it. They're not quite sure what's going on, but they can feel it. So sometimes they may be understanding and supportive and other times or other people will not get it and they get reactive and spooked out by things. So they start challenging you. You learned about the different types of emotional vampires and drainers in your life with real examples last time. So it was a great episode and worth listening to if you haven't heard it or listened to it yet. So uh, please give it a listen to because after releasing drainers and emotional vampires, people often ask me, Dr. Mary, what's next? Dr. Mary, how do I fill the void of losing some friendships or deciding to let go of some friendships? Sometimes they even say, and I feel a bit hesitant to find some new friends or supportive people right now. And my advice was to take a break. 
letting loose a friendship that no longer serves you is like a divorce. It's like leaving a spouse. So you have to give yourself time to mourn and feel sad about it and then review what happened so you don't repeat the same patterns over and over. So today we're going to explore how to fill the void in your life and help find supportive and healthy people. That gets to be a bit of a challenge as we become older or just as young adults. I get these questions time and time again, and there are some really secret keys and um, keys to a lifelong friendship that you can develop at any age. And I think the key traits are friendships develop in a solid way is that you spend some time together, you pay attention to opportunities to develop these friendships, and you act on opportunities. You have some regular scheduled meetings or rituals with these new individuals, and you make some time for that. And you forgive yourself and your friends for not being perfect. Those are kind of a keys, a general overall keys for um, healthy relationships. But I'd like to get into a little more specifics with you today. We can talk about uh, places to meet friendships, but I think right now it's important to focus on how to build some fabulous adult friendships. And we, my co-author and I, Dr. Michael Mercer, wrote some of this in our chapters on friendships in our first book released many moons ago called Change Your Underwear, Change Your Life. Quick and easy ways to make your life fun, exciting, and vibrant. One of the first tips we talk about, like anything else, is you got to invest some regular time. You know, it's like the old phrase, out of sight, out of mind. If your friends don't see you, sooner or later, they forget you. And that's just the truth. Then you'll get into uh, nothing more than a pleasant memory for them. So make sure you make time each week to make a regular phone call and get together with these potential people or even your current friends. People pay more attention to people who pay attention to them. So what goes around comes around is what I'm trying to say here. One woman um, I worked with and spoke to, she described feeling disappointed and let down by a friend who would just not respond to her efforts. She said, I haven't seen my friend in three months. Why not call her? She's too busy to talk. I even sent her a postcard when I was on vacation. She's always too busy to respond. I know she's busy, but it'll only take a few minutes to call and to talk. And I'm tired of her hiding behind her texts. And that's such a common occurrence for people these days. So if you want to keep a friendship, don't act like this person's friend. And then keep promises. Tip number two, I should say. Keep promises to make your friends. How do you feel when a friend cancels getting together with you? How do you feel when a friend says she'll help you with something but never follows through? How do you feel when your friend doesn't take responsibility for 50% of keeping up your friendships. In the likelihood, it proves harder and harder for you to crave this person's friendship. That underlines the importance of keeping promises you make. So remember, tip one, invest some time into establishing and maintaining a friendship. Keep your promises that you make to your friends or your new friends that you're making. And when you're doing the step-by-step guide, which I'm talking about, keep in mind what we talked about with drainers and emotional vampires. You're starting to get to know people and the way they react to these initial steps will give you clues to whether it's going to be a healthy, balanced relationship or if they're going to be a vampire and a drainer in your life. And I think that's very important. Another tip I think is really important is to lend an ear and a shoulder. It reminds me of a story that we wrote about in our Change Your Underwear, Change Your Life book. A girl named Heather came home late from school. Her worried mother cast an angry eye and growled, Tell me why you're late. Heather replied, I stay late to help a girlfriend who is upset. 
And the mother quizzed, well, how did you help your girlfriend? Heather smiled and proudly said, I sat next to her and helped her cry. I love that story. And that's what healthy relationships and friendships are about. People adore friends who listen to them. After all, why do you think people get so much out of it talking to a dog? <laughs> so let me say that again. After all, why do you think people get so much out of talking to a dog? Because the dog listens without judgment to that person. Humans also crave friends who listen without casting judgment into the conversation. It sheds light onto the following fact of life. Empathy works better than sympathy. When you tell a friend about some upsetting ordeal, you probably prefer that your friend show understanding or empathy. You probably don't want your friend to turn into a puddle of tears by intensely feeling your pain. You want them to be able to listen and give you their shoulder. And we talked about with drainers and emotional vampires, some relationships are so lopsided that some people are in drama and um, needing 100% of your attention without giving you any. So always make sure when you hear these tips, you keep in mind that new knowledge I taught you last time that Yes, people go through hard times. If your new friend or your current friend is always in drama, is always in chaos, and that leaves you drained because they never ask you how you're doing, that's a drainer and a vampire. Balance is the key. Another tip I'd like to uh, uh, share with you is don't expect your friend to be perfect. Your friend is only human. Sooner or later, they'll say something that may disappoint you, upset you. They may break a date or forget to call. However, the key here is like we talked about in emotional vampires and drainers. If this is a consistent pattern, the signals of ich, it's going to happen in your, in your gut. That feeling of, ugh, this is not going to work. In a kind and understanding manner, let your friend know how you feel and you feel better that you told them about that they upset you, that you felt sad that they forgot to call you. You know, play it by ear, but give them feedback. And unless something earth-shattering occurs between you and your friend, live by the model, motto I should say, forgive and forget. Your friend will be kind enough to live by the same motto when your issues pop up too. So that is really, really important. I want to share that with you. And that's an important tip to evaluate when you're starting to make your new friendships. Another tip I say is just say no. Set limits when your friend asks or your potential friend asks too much from you. For instance, if a friend continuously pesters you for favor, Sooner or later, you'll feel used saying no to constant requests. That's the key, constant requests. Saying no to constant requests actually makes a friend less of a burden and more of a pleasure. So one of the surveys that we took for our Change Your Underwear, Change Your Underwear, Change Your Life book, people said that sometimes they felt used by their friends. One day it dawned on them that they were constantly asking for favors. They felt buried from nonstop delivering upon request type situations. She considered dropping her girl pal, but instead she just said, just say no. So she took the just say no approach. It worked out. And because they were honest with each other, they became even better friends. So when you're filling that void after you're releasing these drainers and emotional vampires and you've gave yourself some time to heal and learn from those patterns, these tips are telling you start evaluating as soon as you find a potential friend and use these tips that I'm talking to you about. 
There are many ways to create a bond with a friend. So I call this spontaneous bonding. There's activities that can instantly glue you to new friendships. And believe it or not, the real goal of doing things with your potential friends is not just to do things with them. Instead, your goal is to bond with them. That is, your aim is to forge into a kind of an emotional link with your potential friends because that feels good and warm, cozy and gratifying. Anyone can do activities with other people, but friends do things to feel emotionally closer and closer with each other. And that's really important. And here's how to do this. I think the first step is on how to emotionally bond with your friends. Do simple activities with your friends that really, really promote time together. To accomplish it, do activities with friends that help you interact directly with them. For example, an activity that lends to chatting builds stronger bonds than non-talking activities like sitting quietly and watching a movie. Go take a walk, have a cup of coffee. Helps you just focus on each other and directly helps you share and talk with each other. And that creates good memories and good memories that later you will enjoy addressing with one another. Take photos of each other. Friends cherish pictures of their good times together and photos help create and elevate cherished memories. Share your feelings safely, revealing secrets to each other to create some intimacy. After all, you only open up with a friend, not with a stranger. And remember helping each other feel special. You can Compliment your friend in two satisfying ways. One, give them a verbal compliment. Tell them that they're special to you and you're enjoying their company. Or by in writing. And I've done this and it really does help. Mail an unexpected car or note telling them how much you enjoyed visiting them. Doing this is so important these days because people forget the art of sending a thank you card or a note in the mail. And yes, text messages are okay, but people feel special when they get something in the mail, open it, and it's a card that says, I really enjoyed getting together with you and I look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, that is worth the effort and a reasonable return on investment. See, step two, let's talk about that. Activities that can definitely help you bond with a friend. And that is a ritual. A delightful ritual is a shared interest activity that you repeatedly do with your friends. It's a shared activity. A shared ritual is something that you do that's a shared interest or activity that you repeatedly do with your friends. And you might be thinking, okay, Dr. Mayor, what activities can turn into a delightful ritual with your friends? Interestingly, there are many. You can enjoy eating out with a friend through a vast array of rituals, such as enjoying afternoon tea. Go to a local hotel or tea house, sit down and have afternoon tea together. It's delightful and it's special. And I have done that with my friends on a consistent basis. Or go to a local coffee house and have coffee on a weekly basis in between doing other things with your friends, especially ones you want to get close to. It gives you some time to just sit and talk with each other. So remember, some rituals just should be, ah, let's just pick a day, say like Thursday or Wednesday. I've had some clients who said they pick a, an evening or a day that they um, invite their friends over to chat or relax or talk on the phone. So regular check-in time. I had a friend that we did that every Monday where we chat check in with each other, talk about what our goals and our aim is for the following week, and kind of being like accountability partners. And that felt very special. And it was just an ongoing Monday ritual we have for many years. 
Sometimes just participating in a class together can help you start bonding. I had joined a special um, evening yoga class and I started to meet some like-minded people, not only in yoga, but in personal development and spirituality. And we're just growing into a wonderful bond and friendship as the weeks go on. So it could be anything as simple as that, that you start meeting people who are like-minded and seeing them on a consistent weekly basis. That helps you develop deeper friendships and fills that void that you have after releasing emotional vampires and drainers in your life. Importantly, as adults, we have to kind of remember to grow out of that best friend mentality. Kids and little kids have best friends, but the duty of an adult, which you know includes your career, your lifestyle, your family, your marriages, leave little time for time-consuming relationships. Well, you can touch base with them on a regular basis. Just be realistic that people do have obligations. They're not busy. They just have obligations. If they use the word busy too much, that's a sign that you need to move on. So remember to meet today's needs rather than yesterday's. Everyone changes and grows and develops. And a good friendship focuses on how a friend is today and not how a friend was years ago. So you have to move forward and not backward. A good friendship focuses on how a friend is today and not how a friend was years ago. And that kind of applies to people in your life that have been friends for a long time. And when one of you starts making changes or growing in their life, Whereas some of the drainers we talked about last week, they they get into panic mode and they drain you by critiquing your goals. Remember to grow through your friend's growth. What we talked about last week about how listening to the podcast or other self-improvement programs, you're making some shifts and changes in your lives that people feel. If they're not really on board with you about it, they'll attack you, criticize you, and discourage you. Now that you've learned that from other people, remember to monitor that for yourself, that when your friend starts making changes or improvements in their lives, grow with them and cherish that. Remember, friends in your life are like pillars of your porch, like pillars on your porch, I should say. Sometimes they'll hold you up and sometimes you lean on them. And sometimes it's just enough to know that they're standing nearby. So these are healthy ways and ideas once you find some people you're interested to start building friendships in a healthy way. Now, if you haven't built your skills into attracting new people in your life, this might be a little bit scary. And I have some tips about ways to build bridges so you can start making friends. And very simply, just act friendly. It's rather easy to act friendly. Just say hello to a lot of people in the aisle. Smile. When I walk around my neighborhood, especially when I first moved here, that's all I did was look people in the eye. I said hello, I smiled, and asked how they were doing and really meant it. So your mom was wrong. Your mom was wrong in the sense that it's okay to talk to strangers. So you're no longer five years old and you're no longer worried about stranger dangers. So you're an adult. You'll know a person that you should avoid. So if you want to make friends, be friendly, act friendly. If you don't know what else to do about acting friendly, kind of observe the most friendliest person around your neighborhood and see what they do. Show people you feel interested in them is another tip I have. What is each person's most interesting, fascinating, and favorite topic to talk about? The answer is themselves. What that tells you is that as an up-and-coming human magnet, people love being with you when you give them time to talk about themselves. This is very easy to do. Ask them open-ended questions. Open-ended question is, tell me, describe to me what sort of things you like to do. Where do you work? How do you like your job? 
open-ended questions. When you do an open-ended questions, it takes the pressure off of you because once you open up a friendship with open-ended questions, you can sit back and let them talk and see and evaluate how they are coming across and if it's somebody you want to be in a relationship or friendship with. So be a fantastic listener at that point. Close your mouth for a few minutes, look them in the eye, concentrate on what they're saying, be present. It's just very annoying sometimes when you're in the presence of another person and they are just, you can tell they're thinking about something else. You can tell they're like 20,000 miles away and you just want to say to them, them, focus and be present. That may not be the best choice, but this is why you are trying these steps so that you can evaluate new people for your life and start to create new friendships to fill that void of letting go drainers and emotional vampires. And these what these tips are all about. After that, it'll get more balanced into asking about each other. I found it kind of fascinating when I moved into my new neighborhood. I would ask people about themselves and they'd go on and on and never bother to ask about me or what I do. And those people, right away, I just checked off my mental list of, that's not going to be a balanced friendship. They didn't even ask how I was or didn't even ask what I do. And that's just one of the ways you can look and evaluate people that you're starting to meet. And remember to look for common interests, despite, you know, there might be differences among us, and there always are, but look for common interests because human beings crave to be around people who seem similar to themselves. So you can be different in a lot of different ways, but you have some common interests, like, for instance, my yoga class and people being um, appreciative of health, balance, and spiritual growth. However, they may be doing a thousand different things than what I do, but we still have something that glues us together. So so the way to meet people is to go to a class of like-minded people, see what your interests and hobbies are. I know this is kind of basic one-on-one, but I'm just trying to stimulate the thought process for you. You can meet people at your job. You can meet people at at a special class that you take, even if it's once a week. You can go to uh, an organization, like a religious organization or special interest group and attend their meetings or volunteer. Get yourself up there. You're not going to meet people sitting at home. And that's really important to understand. So I hope these quick tips is feeding you some great information about how to rebuild adult relationships in our lives to make them more healthy, productive, and satisfying. Last time we let go of drainers and emotional vampires after your period of shaking it off and learning about these patterns. Now you're ready. Go out there and start meeting people. So let me know how this lesson lands with you. Any questions you may have about it, please feel free to email me at drmercer at positivelifeanswers.com. That's D-R-M-E-R-C-E-R at positivelifeanswers.com. And my assignment to you for this week is to start thinking of places you can meet some new people, whether it's, you know, a hobby or a special interest group or a volunteer position. Just start brainstorming this week where you might want to go to meet some people and to evaluate them using the last episode and this episode into evaluating them once you get to be around them. And sometimes um, a little tidbit of that is it's kind of been shown scientifically that you really need to show up at say, an organization meeting, a special interest group meeting, a minimum of five to seven times to feel part of a group. So if you're going to go to a special interest group or a class, it really takes about five to seven times of showing up consistently, if you can, to feel a part of that group. So don't give up too soon. Please, if you have any questions, 
contact me at drmercer at positivelifeanswers.com or go to my website, positivelifeanswers.com and use the contact us form to get in touch with me. And then when you're there, don't forget to sign up for a newsletter. But if you're stuck and need more help on this topic, you can contact me about my unique patented intensive coaching sessions. Use my email or contact form on the website to contact me about the intensive coaching sessions and request to speak at your organization or conference. And let me know if you're ready to take a leap in your path to changing or improving your life. Right now, I am offering a free first 20-minute phone call session to answer any of your questions with um, our intensive coaching program and whether it's a good fit for you. So give me um, your email and your phone number and I'll give you a call and we'll set up a time to see and evaluate, go through the free assessment. So I look forward to hearing from you. A note to my listeners, this podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It's published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Marianne Mercer, is not engaged in rendering professional services, counseling, therapy through the contents and comments of this podcast. If professional services are sought by the listeners, such as counseling, psychotherapy, or other help, listeners responsible for seeking the services of a competent licensed professional. I suggest that you contact your local state psychological association for a referral in your area or contact your primary care doctor for referrals in your network system. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Make it a fantastic day and make it a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. Positively, Dr. Mary.